Trent Alexander-Arnold with the corner. Oh, brilliantly driven in by Genie Wijnaldum! A thunderbolt that could have Liverpool heading back to the top of the table! Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Uh, this time we, we played against Cardiff away from home. Um, when we played them back at Anfield, we had a relatively comfortable win, um, Mane with a couple of goals. Although Cardiff are very much a team, uh, based on their position where they are in the league now, they're, they're fighting for their, their survival. Um, and so going into this game, you always knew it would be a, be a tough one. Um, it's never easy against teams that are fighting for their lives because they are unpredictable um, and they have an incentive that you know they hadn't had previously in the season. So it was very much... Um, going to be a tough game I think everyone knew that going into it um, and, and that's what we got right it was um, we we poked and I say we kind of poked and prodded them in the first half we we kept a lot of the ball as you would expect um, and we created actually quite a few very good chances uh, Firmino had the great chance where he was he was kind of one-on-one -on -one with the keeper but just uh, chipped the ball over the goalkeeper and um, Mo Salah also had a one-on-one -on -one with the keeper which was uh, saved very well by uh, Etheridge the Cardiff, Cardiff goalkeeper and um, yeah we, we kind of we had most of the ball and we were we were trying to create chances um, we did create a few but just we were unfortunate to to um, to not be able to take them but uh, I guess it's kind of our, the confidence and the momentum that we've been showing um, showed in the second half when the players kept their composure and um, they didn't panic because it was still nil-nil and obviously we're chasing the win but they carried on plugging away and we uh, we got the breakthrough in the second half uh, directly from a corner um, it was played in by Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Gene Wijnaldum struck it perfectly on the half volley um, kind of that swivel action um, which had so much power and the keeper was never saving it and it was a it was a great finish and um, uh, after the game in, in Klopp's uh, interview with, with Sky Sports he came out and said that the thing that impressed him most about that most about that goal is that the players recognised and plotted to do that at half time in the dressing room which is um, great credit to the players for, for noticing where there might be space uh, in the box um, so you know fair play to them you know footballers don't often get credited for things like this managers may try and take all the glory uh, for picking up set pieces and things like that but you know the players did well there and it was a great finish and that really you could see from the celebration from Wijnaldum's celebration how much it meant to uh, to him and to the team to break the deadlock at that time in the game it was uh, yeah it was an incredibly important goal at a very very important time and and from that, um, the game kind of went into the to the motions as you would expect. Cardiff came out a little bit more uh, because they had to. You know, they're fighting for their lives in the Premier League here, and um, they had no choice but to come out and attack us. And they very actually nearly levelled from a corner when Morrison kind of just misjumped his his uh, his mistimed his jump. Sorry, and uh, yeah, kind of it was kind of an open goal. Allison came out and flapped at the corner, but uh, the header was header was wide, and um, we did we did make it too. Uh, James Milner scored from the penalty spot. Um, for any of you guys who haven't seen the the, the penalty incident, Twitter is your friend. You can, you can go see it, but it was very much a penalty um, on Mo Salah. Short, uh, Morrison had his hands uh, all over Salah, um, and you know was pulling him multiple times. Uh, and maybe the actual kind of tug that actually when Salah actually went down probably wasn't the hardest, but but all the other previous ones were definitely impeding Mo Salah. Um, and so I think it's very much. Um, you know, it was a penalty. There wasn't really much uh, discussion in my eyes on that. And uh, James Milner, James Milner put it away, um, as you would expect. He, he's uh, he's been very clinical with his penalties this season, um, which has been really helpful because uh, scoring penalties is, is is one of the basic things you need to do. 
Um, but, uh, you know, it makes such a big difference. And we've seen, you know, um, earlier this season how big they can be. You know, the game that comes to mind is when Morris missed that penalty against Liverpool um, at Anfield. You know, who knows what that might have done to the, the title race. But, um, but yeah, all in all, it was a, it was a great win. Um, again, it was a win that we needed, um, particularly with Man City having beaten Tottenham, recovering from their Champions League exit. Um, we needed to win. We're now back on top of the league. Um, but crucially, again, we are playing... Um, after Man City. So Man City obviously got the Manchester derby in the middle of the week, which is going to be an absolutely huge game. Um, and then we then go to Huddersfield uh, on Friday. So it'll be interesting, depending on the, the Manchester derby result, what, um, I guess what that means for us. But um, but yeah, so, so I'll get to the next game kind of towards the end of the episode. But there's a couple of um, points I wanted to pick up on in the game, of analysis of things that I thought we did great. I think it was a great performance um, overall, and I don't think there's very much that we should change, improve, um, or I can really criticise from the way we played. And the uh, the first kind of positive thing is that uh, so Klopp rotated the midfield for the first time in a couple of games, I believe. Um, this time Fabinho was out. I think it was for a slight um, injury, um, and Wijnaldum came in and played the kind of deeper lying midfielder role. I think Klopp's come out and said at the, uh, at the end of the game that actually the formation was very different against Cardiff because he wanted to uh, break up the long balls and he actually played the diamond. So you had uh, Wijnaldum at the base of the diamond, then Henderson and uh, Cater on the left and right of the diamond and then and Firmino up front. And I think um, that was a very wise wise move. I think he could have put possibly James Milner or someone like that into, into that position, but it was great to see Wijnaldum in that position. The reason being... In a game like this against Cardiff, when we were going to have the vast majority of the ball and we needed to move it move it quickly and we needed to move it forward, um, I think Gini Wijnaldum really helped that um, in our game against Cardiff. He hasn't always necessarily been known for moving the ball quickly or forward, but in this game, he, he did particularly well. And he's been... I'm still not fully sold on Wijnaldum. I, I see some really, really good games of him and I see some kind of not-so-good games from him. Um, but he was fantastic against Cardiff. And... Uh, the, the midfield kind of it seems like we've achieved some sort of balance when it was Fabinho, Henderson and Cater. Um, but Adam showed that against Cardiff that he still has a place and a role to play in this midfield. Um, and I think he could be really important as we go on for the next kind of five or potentially six games left in left in our season. The uh, the other point I want to pick up on is about the fullbacks. Now I've talked I've talked about the fullbacks numerous times on this podcast, um, and the reason being because they are, you know, they are they are the best fullbacks in the world. The amount of assists that they provided us. Trent Alexander-Arnold got another assist, yes, from a set piece, but um, his delivery and quality, as well as Robertson's from the left hand side, has been exemplar throughout the entire season, um, and I think they still have a huge role to play. Um, in the remaining games, both in the Premier League and the Champions League, uh, there's just there's just no other fullbacks, be it in the Premier League or any of the other leagues, like them right now. Um, in terms of their attacking work rate, in terms of their defensive cover when needed, um, and uh, yeah, it's just a point again, once again, to praise uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Andy Robertson, and hoping they can kind of keep firing on all cylinders for for the remaining five or six games that we have in the season. The final point uh, of analysis I want to talk about is around how, uh, again, around the midfield. I think the midfield has probably been our weakest part of our team throughout this season in terms of it, it kind of moving and being quite fluid and you know, not having really a settled system or, or players. 
Um, but Naby Keita, who's come in, in the last, I guess, four or five games, kind of since the Southampton game, really, um, has really been showing why he could and is right now so valuable uh, to Liverpool Football Club. Um, we obviously bought him for big money. Um, he started off well, but kind of tapered off uh, through the kind of middle part of the season. But now he's shown again why he's he's so important to our team. And the reason why I think he's important is because the positions that he picks up kind of on that inside left channel uh, allows, it kind of preoccupies both the, the opposition's midfield and defence. Um, and it kind of brings out the right back or brings out the right centre back. And what that does is that gives... Um, a lot more room for Firmino to, to kind of play and operate in and particularly in the Cardiff game when when Firmino was dropping deep you saw Keita going further than Firmino and then the opposite way around as well so I think having Naby Keita in the team and him playing that position is actually also improving and making Firmino's life a lot better as well and I think that's incredibly positive because that midfield conundrum is one that I don't think is yet fully solved and I don't know whether and I don't know you know, the last couple of games have questioned it. Previously, I very much thought, you know, we had to go out and buy a creative midfielder in the summer. But the last, I guess, five or six games where we've kind of had the midfielder Fabinho, Henderson and Cater has shown that actually we can be pretty creative in, in a midfield sense um, with the players we have. And there's obviously still no Lallana in the team. There's no Oxlade-Chamberlain in the team. Wijnaldum's kind of on the peripheral of the team. Milner's obviously there. So there are still, you know, lots of players to come back into the midfield. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the summer and into next season. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to call out Naby Keita, who's been really, really good for us um, and how he's been helping and, and kind of making Firmino play better. Uh, as, I, as I always do with every episode, it's um, we end with a shout out to, to Jurgen Klopp. And, and the shout out to Jurgen Klopp this week is um, about rotation. So in his post-match, comp- uh, post-match interview with Sky Sports, um, he talked to Jamie Carragher about using his squad over the next five or potentially six games, both in the Premier League and Champions League. Um, and I guess the shout out is to just be cautious with the rotations. Right now, we have a really good amount and level of momentum um, with the players that are kind of part of the first 11. And um, we saw when Origi started against Porto that it kind of just didn't work. Um, so it's kind of just a, a word of caution to Klopp to, to, to rotate, obviously, because we want to try and make sure we're as fresh as possible for all these games, but also to be careful about not kind of um, limiting the cadence or limiting the momentum of, of the team that they currently have, because, you know, we've been on this on this winning streak now for the last, last four or five games, and, um, you know, we can't afford to, to drop that. So uh, that's a shout out to Klopp. Um, the next game up is uh, Huddersfield for us at home. Huddersfield obviously already relegated. Um, we're playing after Man City, so um, we'll go kind of a game ahead again of Manchester City after they play the Manchester derby by the time we get to Friday. Um, again, I fully expect us to win it, and just on that point around the shout-out, I, I expect Jurgen Klopp to rotate the team. Um, I expect the likes of uh, Joe Gomez to come back into the team, possibly Dejan Lovren, um, maybe Genie Wijnaldum or James Milner to start and I won't be surprised if we see a Shakiri or a Rigi start as well so I think um, Jurgen Klopp will rotate the squad for this game um, but it's just about managing that rotation and making sure we don't lose the momentum uh, and obviously also still ensuring that we actually win the game um, so yeah so looking forward to the Huddersfield game obviously going to be watching the Manchester derby as well um, there's been lots of kind of things online about how Liverpool fans will be supporting uh, United and um, 
and anyone who tells you any different is any any Liverpool fan who tells you different is rubbish. Every Liverpool fan will be hoping and praying that Man, you know, Man United pull out some sort of miracle. Um, it's only a draw we need. We don't need them to beat them. It's just a just a draw. If David de Gea can keep a clean sheet, that will be perfect. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see and and I guess come this time next week when we're reviewing the Huddersfield episode, it'll be interesting to see what the title kind of uh, picture is then. But um, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And I'll catch you again on a review of the Huddersfield game.